Today is April 25th. The Yankees take three of four in Cleveland. They've won four of their last six. They're nine and 12. The bats come alive. Home runs were hit and some nice pitching as well. So let's do it. Let's talk some Yanks. First ever time doing an episode after three wins. This season. Jillian. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks, brought to you by DraftKings. My name is Jimmy, so next to me is Jake, and in the corner we have Bug Bug Dude. And in the other room, we have Kyle working on socials and post-game recaps. He comes in on Sunday, so I'll give him some love. Uh, Sam was here. She left early. No love. No love. For Sam. Sam actually... Took down our blinds. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Sam and BBD took down the entire set here because someone was supposed to come put up blackout shades, then they didn't come, then they had to put the whole set back up. So I will give Sam love. So if you know how to do that, actually reach out. Yeah, if you know anyone that can uh, put the, bubbly, the bubble... Scrape. Scrape. Blackout shade stuff. on a, Like on the window directly. Like professional sticker putter on her. This is an ad for that. We would like you to come to the office and put blackout. Be cool if it could be same time next week that it was supposed to be this week. Sundays during the day work great for us. Our task rabbit stood us up. Anyway, Yankees win three out of four. The weather was nice this weekend. Man. And we only have one advertiser for today's episode, so I figured I'd just I'd just Get rip it. it. It's Magic Spoon cereal. We love Magic Spoon. We got some right here. This is chocolate. What's this one? Jake likes frosted, right? Jake likes the uh, the frost. No, you like the fruity. I like the fruity and frosted mixed. I like the peanut butter by itself a lot as well. They got a new flavor, birthday cake, and it's Mm. limited edition. How Mm. about that? Magic Spoon cereals, pretty much cereal for adults. Uh, It's healthy cereal, zero grams of sugar, thirteen to fourteen grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs in each serving, only one hundred and forty calories a serving. It's keto friendly, gluten free, grain free, soy free, low carb, and GMO free. We've got exciting news: Magic Spoon has released a super delicious new flavor, birthday cake. Mm. Birthday cake. Magic Spoon will be available in a special five pack for a limited time only. So get it while you can, or build your own box. Ooh, available flavors to build your own custom bundle are cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, and cinnamon. We haven't tried cinnamon. Ooh. We got to get new flavors. Okay. If you're listening from Canada, Magic Spoon ships there as well. How about that? Magicspoon.com slash yanks. Go get yourself some. You get $5 off if you use code yanks. Have a question before we get into the baseball, and we're going to get into the baseball anymore. Birthday cake, has that been a flavor of things your entire life mm. besides cake, BBD? It's been in ice creams for a while. It's a flavor I like. Now I don't think. Now, yeah. Jake, do you think this is my brother, who's twenty-one years old, thought his generation invented icing? I said no. We were doing that when I was in college. Like that's not a your generation thing that happened already. Birthday cake, cake flavored other stuff. 
I feel like that happened in our lifetime. Like when we were in middle school, that was the first time I remember hearing like birthday cake flavored ice cream. Mm. Uh, so I got to check the history. I'd have on that. to look that up. The ice cream was definitely the lead off header. It was, I, it was for me, it was Cold Stone Creamery. It was the first one that like put. That was put, the first place I ever put tried. Birthday cake. Maybe it went. Flavor, not a cake, but that flavor somewhere on the map. It's like cake batter was kind of a thing. So maybe that just evolved into birthday cake. Maybe that sold better than cake batter. But it's it's just know. a flavor. Same, like same you can eat cake. Exactly. Yeah. I think I think cake batter was a thing, and then that evolved into birthday cake. And then they Calling realized the flavor birthday they cake could sell better. more stuff if they say birthday cake instead of cake batter. But that's just that's per speculation. Yeah, someone that's someone that's forty five years old could say you think you were around for the start of birthday cake flavored things. Yeah. Uh-uh. So I don't know. That's just a question I have right away. Anyway, how are you doing? Awesome. Whoa. What's the news? Ooh, going for it, BBD. I know what he's doing. Yeah, Miguel Andujar off the IL, back at the All-Strand site, though, so kind of doesn't matter. But he's not hurt anymore. So, What was he hurt with? He had a wrist thing. It was his right wrist. So, Because I remember right after they were saying, like, yeah, I haven't fielded grounders, but he wasn't throwing them because it was his throwing wrist. Hmm. So I guess he's good now. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was like a hand. It's a hand thing, and they didn't. It was like a nerve issue. They yeah, said it became like a nerve thing in his hand. Pretty wrist weird. Area. So he's going to the outside. Good. Yeah. Sam um, in the chat says 2001 when when he or she remembers, it. and that's the same timeline I have. I mean, I'm this salon dot com, which I follow often, says 60s or early 70s. See, I don't know. I don't know. So. We'll get to the bottom of that. When was it invented? When did it become mainstream? We'll get to the bottom of that by the end of the episode. Birthday cake has a Wikipedia. What a world. James, oh, yeah. Big yeah. Baby David, everyone listening, everyone whose birthday it is, happy birthday. Oh, my God. It's my yeah. brother's birthday tomorrow. Oh, my well, God. Well, hold up. That's tomorrow. In. Yeah. This is tomorrow's Depends episode when he according listens. to what we give advertisers. We'll see when he listens. Uh, happy birthday, everyone. We're good. We're back, man. We saw a decent brand of baseball. You know, it. we came into this series not even hoping for wins and losses. We were just hoping to see signs of life or some decent baseball. And pretty much after the first inning of, of game one, we saw that. You know, the Yankees won games. They didn't win losses like the Braves handed them that one game. Uh, you know, the home run ball came back in a big way, which that always helps. That's very conducive to winning. And, uh, you know, the Battle of the Aces in hindsight, that was pretty damn cool. So it's a good trip to Cleveland. Uh, sure, would have been great to take the last one, but, I mean, you know, some of the decisions weren't winning decisions in this last game. And you head to four-game set in Baltimore, and I, th- I think, you know, the bar has been set for a minimum of three, an ideal goal of four in Baltimore, which, you know, four days ago we would not have said that. I don't think I think we said best case. Well, what what we said was if they continue playing how they're playing, best right. case was a split. They've changed the bats changed even against Bieber. Like it's I'm I'm digging into some stats now to try and like calculate it. Yeah, but the the their approach changed for sure at the plate. Yeah. Which well, is nice, and they uh, they got a message for a little bit. I know you, you and I, and our our good friend Trevor Plouffe at this point. Trev was getting a little riled up for how much love 
Rugio Dor was getting. Um, and you know, Eric Kratzy hopping in on the internet fight, Will Middlebrooks. It was it was a good time. You know, the Yanks needed some energy. The energy was gone, and <laughs> the energy guy on the team right now is Rugi, so he got a lot of love. Also, hit a couple dingers this series, so that was fun. But, yeah, you know, should Rugi Odor get credit for Giancarlo having a two-homer game? Probably not. Stanton, seven innings, 11 Ks, I don't think that's on Rugi. But it was good to see them have some life. They won some pitches, and, yeah, man, you know, it's, were we in a scared place, probably a little too dramatic? Maybe. We just had to see something. And we finally got that. So, yeah, so let's keep it going. The stat I've been harping on forever is pitches in the zone. And, like, just throw pitches in the zone. Yeah. Well, they went up against good pitchers this series. Yeah. Uh, well, who's the, who's the pitcher that maybe isn't that good? The middle guy. Has a beard. Allen? Allen. Logan that, Allen. Logan Allen. Ethan Allen. Ethan Allen. Well, anyway, they they saw good relievers. They saw good pitchers mm-hmm. in Cleveland. Twenty six percent of pitch in the first three games. I don't have the stats for today yet mm-hmm. because it's so fresh. But in the just first, happened. in the first, it just happened in the first three games. Pitches in the zone. Twenty six percent were put in play. It was like eight wow. when I was saying yeah. these last time. Called strikes. Thirty percent they just took for called strikes. That was like forty or thirty eight yeah. or something like that. But and then, and then they swung at more than they didn't swing at, and that's the first time I've seen mm. that where they swung at more pitches in the zone than took. Um, so, or or they they made contact. Sorry, they made nobody st- made contact. Made contact. Made contact. Exactly. Yes, um, which is just exciting. It's yeah, different. I w- I went through a couple Yankees baseball savants, and a couple of them had like great like <laughs> top percentage swing. Swinging out of the or not swinging out of the zone, and I was just like, "Well, that they're not swinging in the zone." That was part yeah. of it. So, yeah, man. I mean, you know, they had like real at bats, like a hitter's count, and and get a pitch, and uh, it it was it was a pretty good brand of baseball. So it season started. It feels like season officially started. Season started. You want to get into some burns because I don't even remember game one. I could. I don't even remember. I could try. No idea what happened in game one. Honestly, who pitched game one? Nobody knows. All right. Well, you burn it for me. Burn it and let me know. On your mark. Get set. Burn, Jakey Burn. We're playing four in Ohio. Domingo on a Thursday. Herman returns to the Yanks versus Oh the Baker son, Savali from East Windsor, Connecticut, as we nod up for this one. Bottom one, and the Yankees continue to curb our enthusiasm. Play the music. <laughs> Guardy drops one. Clint lets Ramirez take second. Ford boots one. Mingo boots one. It's 3-0 Indians after Josh Naylor's an RBI single. Make the bad baseball stop, please. And it kind of did. The machine LeMayhew RBI single. Then things got a little chilly as Glaber with a two RBI single. 
locked up at threes. It would stay that way into the seventh. Nice start by Herman, by the way. Six innings pitched, two earned runs, six Ks after the comedy show of a first inning. What's that smell? It's the beautiful odor of a two-out, two-RBI single. Yanks take a 5-3 lead. I'm sicker than your average. Higgy Small, 6-3. Yanks after the solo shot. That would be your final. Herman to Luizaga to Chad to Chapman to end the Yankees losing streak. Boom, 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 boom. Forgot it was Herman. Forgot I was very sleepy during this game. The sleepy game. We had a long Tuesday and Wednesday. Sleepy game. I missed Rugi's hit. I was I fell asleep sitting up on it's the couch. Hit. Yeah. But then I woke up like right after it and I just saw the replay. So, so we saw it. Yeah, yeah, we saw it. I saw it. Uh, you know, the big thing about this game was that the defense was horrible in that bottom of the first inning. Yeesh. So much so that it was like, oh my God, it's not. And then, um, then it was better. Like Domingo yes. stood strong. Persevered through that. But that was some bad. Like I made that video and it went like more viral than I wanted it to. Yeah. Because it was like, oh no. Got I got over three hundred K views on Twitter alone. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And that's like, that's because every it's because the timing of it was perfect, Jim, because everyone around baseball heard the Yankees suck and oh Yankee fans are overreacting. Like, come on, guys. And then they saw that and they're like, What? That's what these guys are doing? And it's, it wasn't a once-off. That was like the average inning for the first three weeks. It didn't feel particularly bad. No, it just felt <laughs> like a continuation for Yankees fans. Uh, I mean, the Herman one, Jesus. 1.7 million impressions on that tweet. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Nice. Yeah, the Herman hurting his own case there was actually better, I think. Because okay. then it's like you know what we're all in this. Right. Like you can't get mad at your fielders, Herman. Like you gotta you gotta get out of this as well. It's team bonding. But Domingo pitches um, pitches well. He goes into the sixth. He finishes the sixth inning. Yeah. Do you know how important it is for pitchers not named Garrett Cole to finish the sixth inning? Yeah. Like very very important. And we're still not there. How many other pitchers have done it? I'm gonna count Mike King's relief appearance. That counts. I, I think it was. It's those Might two, and then I think, did Monty do it once? Did he get through six? I mean, Davey's doing it tomorrow, so we can count that, I guess. Davey's but. doing it. Davey's definitely doing it tomorrow because they're they're optioning him as soon as the game ends, so they're getting as many pitches <laughs> as possible. see them bullets. Then Mike King can come back and do it the next day and be sent down for somebody. Mm. So Yeah, that's what they're doing, Mon- right? Monty's got two six-inning starts. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah. Monty's got two. Domingo's got one. Cole's got three. Garrett. This is actually like a really good stat for a 162 season. Yeah. Like by the time we get to the All-Star game, can we count how many six-inning starts we've had? Uh, we should. And I'm and – I'm, uh, Cole has four out of five. We should make that a thing, man. I mean, that's, that's probably going to be really telling come the end of the year. It doesn't even have to be like a phenomenal effort. It's just just the the, the, inning. the innings themselves. Eating innings is now a valuable thing in baseball. Um, Tyone did it. No, he did five. Didn't he do six against the Braves? And he did five. Okay, five and one. Uh, let's see. 
Uh, Herman, A, struck out his last two batters in the six, so finish, finish with an exclamation point. Uh, the Odor hit was huge. I mean, that's top of the seventh. The game's been 3-3 for a bunch of innings, two outs. Odor rips a single uh, up the middle. You know, if the Yankees don't get that, you know, you're back in the fear seat. You're back in, we're one mistake away from blowing this game. And, again, the brand of baseball that we've been brainwashed with the first couple weeks, there was two extra base hits in this game, both by Kyle Higashioka. He's the best. Because <laughs> he's, he's the, the best, best ever. Uh, Four non-Cole pitching appearances of six-plus innings. What are they, 9 and 12, 21 games? And one's not even a start. It's a relief appearance. Yeah. So only three other starts that went six innings. Yeah. Not great, Bob. That ratio has to get a lot. Guess, Obviously, first you, first week of the when season. You, when first week of the season and when you have two guys that missed two years. <laughs> Almost three. <laughs> yeah. That's tough. Something to keep track of, though. I think that's a really good end-of-the-year stat to be like, oh, the San Francisco Giants had 80 starts where their starters went six innings. The Rays had 14. It's really good for, especially for like the bullpen going into the staying healthy and fresh. Yeah. You just need that. Giants and Rays early on talking Yanks. So good job by Mingo. Chapman came out and looked violently gross again. Mm-hmm. Just continues three strikeouts. Chad and Johnny did their jobs. Chad and Johnny did their jobs. Yeah, dude. I actually, well, I guess that's more of a back end of the episode mm-hmm. conversation about Johnny L's. And Chad and Chapman. Chapman's gross. And like 11 hits, 9 walks. The Yankees left 13 on base and still scored 6 runs. So like they were yeah, they were going this game. You know, so I saw someone complaining like even, I saw someone someone say like even in a good win, they left 13 on base. And that's where I get so mad at the left on base number because they went 4 for 12 with runners in scoring position. That's a, a 3 333 average. 4 for 12 with runners in scoring position is really really good. Yeah. So the fact they left 13 on base isn't indicative it's more indicative of a really good game offensively than a bad one. Mm. No, it is. I mean, that's 4 for 12 was a really good series for Ruggio Dor coming into today. I think so kinda, I think some people change that scope. Yeah, some people just look at left on base and and just always complain no matter right. what. And it's like, no, that was really good. Yeah. Really good outing by that. I mean, talking Cleveland right now is saying they left eight on base. They went two for 11 in scoring position. Mm-hmm. Hate talking Cleveland. Those guys stink. Isn't it talking chop? No, that's a Braves podcast. A Braves there is a big talking tribe. Talking tribe. There is a talking. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, related. Glaber gets a hit. Glaber gets three hits. He got an RBI hit. Glaber three hits. Rugi two. Higgy two. Glaber three. Yeah, yeah. That was the game. After all this, the criticism and scrutiny. Criticism game. Yeah. Oh, this was Judge gets walked because Mike Ford's hitting cleanup. <laughs> Funky lineup. And then Mike Talkman pinch runs for Clint, mm. which um, athlete. I get, but find unnecessary. Okay. I get it because Talkman's never been thrown out. Yeah. Right. And the stealing, he's like seven for seven in attempts or whatever it is. It's not incredibly large. But I was a bit like, ooh, rude patrol. Okay. Because it's not like like Clint. I get it. I fully get it. Yeah. Talkman's better at running the bases and better at defense. So he's going to replace Clint. But there is a part where like Clint's got to be like, oh, I can't even run the bases too. 
Yeah. I can't start every game. I can't play. I can't finish games in the outfield, and I can't run the bases. Like, it's just another thing. But it's, it's Talkman is better, so I get it. But I just feel like it's another little jab. I, I think it helps if you put it in the scope of uh, Tyler Wade's not on the team right now. So Talkman is that guy. Yeah. I, so I think if, if Waiters was there too. But Clint's fast. He's fast, but I mean, Mike Talkman at this point of his career fancies himself like an he's incredible a ba- base runner. He's a base runner. He I, he pictures himself as Dave Roberts World Series. Like I'm I'm stealing that base. I just think, yeah, I I, from, I fully I get, your point I fully well. get it. Yeah. I'm just saying you can wait and replace him for defense, Clint's and like, then I'm it's, and Clint's like, okay, that's the one thing. Yeah, from Clint's point of view, he I like he would probably say like, come on guys, like my de- my base running isn't a problem. I'm pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm pretty, like that'd be like my highest like graded yeah. skill. Yeah. Like Talkman is a better base runner, and, and he's if you're going to get and subbed out for defense, and the guy's a better base runner, no, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. I just just saw it. And I was like, ooh, okay. It's like I feel bad for Clint more than anything else. Thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah for real. Paul. Um, all right. Game two. Yeah. Of the series, Friday night on your mark. Get set. Burn, Jakey Burn. Sweet home Alabama as Montgomery in the pinstripes try to furnish a win streak against Logan Ethan Allen. It's called eating the frog. Get all the bad out of the way, and it happened again. Deja vu as Cleveland jumps out to a 3-0 lead. In with the good, out with the bad. How about the number two in Yankees land, Jeter? How about two homers? This hicks, this hicks. And then a two-run pimp job by Stinky. Three to three after three. We got more threes than a Golden State game. Spit on me, Giancarlo. Let the rhythm take you over, Giancarlo. Two-run Yabo hit it to Cabo. Thank you, sir. May I have another number two for Stanton on the day. Ma'i to Litgi to O'Day to Chad to Chapman. Yankees win game two to start a two-game win streak, five to three. How how did you have Monty to Litke written out? Normal. On, so you, you improvise that on the spot, yeah. or you told yourself Monty earlier? Monty to Litke. Okay. I had no idea. Uh, another reason I think these wins feel better, and you say they win, they won wins, is because they were down both games, games and yeah. they had to they made up for like the shitty play and the errors and like Herman causing error, and then in this game. It's it's Monty just not having it. Yeah. He just was throwing the fastball high. Like he couldn't – it's like he wasn't pulling it down. So he goes walk, walk. He gives up a double. Then an, then they score in an out and then a single. And uh, and his pitch count is so high. How many pitches did he throw in the first inning? Let's see. I mean, the first batter was eight pitches. He got that guy out. Four pitch walk. Twelve. Six pitch walk. Eighteen. Fiver, 23, 7, 30, 4, and then 3? 37. 37-pitch 37 first inning. Holy and you're thinking there's no way he's long for this game. Nelson was warming up in the first inning. And the fact that Monty settled down yeah. and he goes out there and he gets a 14-pitch inning in, in the second and then a 15-pitch um, inning in the third and then a 9-pitch inning in the fourth, um, and then they don't let him finish the fifth, and we can talk about that now if you want, unless you have it saved. But, you know, 
Every pitcher will tell you that these are the games that you have to do this if you want to have a good season and help your team. Like, mm. you have to figure it out and, like, fix something halfway through. So, obviously, the final line, 4.2, three earned runs, isn't amazing. But being able to help the bullpen, being able to just have that resolve yeah. and, like, show the other guys in the clubhouse, like, yeah, no, like, Fuck that! That could have been a that could have been a one inning day. My real day, quick. my day, my personal day's ruined. But let's uh, like I gotta got this out for the team type deal is huge. Um, so so in the end, he turned a shitty first inning into like something I'm proud of or happy for him for. Yeah, he battled. I mean, you obviously you still don't like the day to look like that. And I, you know, going to Licky there, you ideally that doesn't seem like the matchup for Fran Mill, but um, I'm sure. Well, the Yankees will tell you they had some in the scouting report, but they probably just want to use Litke. Um, But, you know, I mean, if they leave him in for Fran Mill and then Fran Mill hits a Cleveland porch job like he did today, then we're saying, you know, it's all for naught and Monty, blah, blah, blah. So kind of fine with it. You battled back, needed that, clearly was lost in the first inning, and, you know, you get <laughs> what's been the normal Yankee start, basically, 4.2 innings. Yeah, I wonder wonder what in the scouting report said to go to to go to Litke for Fran Mill. I, I just looked at his numbers against breaking pitches because that's Litke's specialty, right. and they're pretty bad. Um, but you know, it might not even be numbers based, yeah. but it probably was. But he crushes lefties. Uh, do you want to talk about that decision to pull Monty after the Glaber error that wasn't ruled an error type situation, or do you have that later Let's on? Let's do it because I would have kept Monty in. Yeah. Um, and it sucks that, like, that Glaber mishap. Do you know the difference if Glaber makes that play and he walks off the mound after five innings strong of, right. like, coming back and, like, head up five innings, three earned runs, not great for the ERA, but I just, like, battled. Battled. Versus being taken out because your shortstop just botched a somewhat routine play. And now you can't even – now your mess is le- – your mess and Glaber's mess is left in someone else's hands. Obviously – he got it done, but five innings pitched, three earned runs looks better than 4.2, blah, 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 blah. I felt bad for Monty, and I liked how pissed off he was. Yeah, I mean, no, that's that's obviously a huge mental hurdle. That 4.2 compared to five looks different, but that's kind of what I was just saying. Like, if he gets popped there by Fran Mil Reyes, who, you know, is seeing him again, I mean, he's uh, one of the most powerful dudes in the league. That could change the game right there. So they they go to Licky, gets the out. I mean, the decision ended up paying off. I don't know. It is what it is at that point. Yeah, I like how mad he was. Never Get seen mad, Gumby that dude. mad. Get pissed. All right, you never really see too much emotion out of him, which is cool. He's getting more emotional. You get older. He's on Instagram. He just followed like one of those adopt a pet. Nice. Thing. So he's like really feeling it these days. Uh, after going with the shake it up lineup, they put this lineup out there, which has Stanton batting in front of Judge in the two hole, yeah. and Stanton gets two hits there um, and looks good. Um, and they put Glaber, who had three hits behind Judge. Now, we ran into a little bit of a theory on the pregame show of how they're doing the lineup now on days they're trying. And I, I kind of like where we landed there. Mm. Is now a good time to talk about that? Yeah, we can. I mean, they do it again game four. Game um, three. Well, I game mean, they four, put Rugi, Rugi there. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, They yeah, kept yeah, Glaber game yeah, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, let's, oh, I guess we'll finish the Burns first. 
Okay. Talkman pinch runs again for Clint in this one. And then it was like, oh, okay, that is what we're doing. That's what we're doing, baby. Yeah. Um, and the bullpen is good again. Bullpen good again. Our our good bullpen has been good. I know we tweeted out some of the stats on that. It's it's very impressive. Chapman um, only struck out one though, so yeah, it's kind boring. of boring. I like I like Stanton in front of Judge. I was I was saying that on the Instagram pregame show when we originally did kind of the twin towers back to back experiment. It was Judge before Stanton because we were like the Yankees analytics team was so hot on Judge in the two hole. You know, kind of like Stanton too. They got to attack him. Everyone's still acting very scared to judge this year, and Stanton, mm-hmm. not bad. Yep. All right, let's burn game three. There are no days hot. Oh yeah, and he's also the best quote on the team right now. Yeah. Like if there's a post game interview, it's him or Higgy. Those are like the two where I'm like I'm listening. Veteran leader quotes. Yeah. On your mark. Mm. On your sets. Mm. On your goes. Welcome to my TED Talk, How to Pitch in the American League. Two of the best to do it in the AL. Garrett Cole versus Shane Bieber. Baby, baby, baby. Oh, like a bad fisherman, the Yankees let Bieber off the hook in the first. And just like that, and college, we're scoreless through four. Every Rosario has his thorn as Eddie clips Cole for the RBI single. one nothing Indians into the fifth. Hixie, baby, one more time. A-A-Ron ties it up and then, ooh, that smell. Can you smell that smell? Rugie and Hicks, there's a duo. Two solo homers make it 2-1 pinstripes. Cole World Garrett marvels as he drops the Thor hammer. Seven innings pitch, three hits, one earned run, 11 Ks for the Yankees pitching coach slash ace. Cole to Wilson, and does it get any better than ending the night with an extra slice of lasagna? Yankees win an old school pitcher's duel. Two to one. Duel. Wow. This was a good game. Holy smokes. Playoff baseball. Um, this was a really good game. The under was the lowest we'd seen. Six and a half. The, uh, oh, yeah, the Vegas over-under was six and a half. That's what it was. The last time we had six and a half was the playoff game against Colin Bieber. Went over. Makes sense. This time it goes under. Um, I think one, two, three. They had, they, had, they had a bunch of one, two, three innings like back to back to back, which was cool. For a little bit, neither pitcher was doing what they wanted to do with the ball exactly. But we're both... Getting outs because they're so yeah. good that they're misses. Like it was so, Garrett Cole was trying to hit that outside with the fastball, and like O'Neill was all over at the broadcast, and then but he kept yanking it, but he was yanking it for like a dotted a inside spot, fastball. Yeah. Um, the the Indians broke Cole first with the Jose Ramirez triple. Did they give us three triples this this series, the Yankees, and then um and then the Rosario single, and right after that, mm-hmm. Hicks takes. Bieber deep in his first at in the first at bat after, then you get the Rugi homer and Garrett Cole had a quote and he was like that's huge like he's just so huge for me, I just gave up the lead they get it right back he's like and I know that I just have to fucking pepper the zone my next time out and I think that was his fastest inning he went three pitches ground out four pitches ground out three pitches strike out he went um ten pitch inning 
shut down inning. That's what like an ace does. Like that's that's the mindset and like the performance of of having that like, oh, you just gave me the lead right back after I almost messed it up. Like bam, bam, bam. He didn't dance around and his pitch count was getting high. I was nervous about that. You were nervous about that. I asked you, are you enjoying the game? And you were a little worried about the pitch count. Uh, well, he was on pace to only go five innings yeah. after the first three. After that, four innings. I just kept taking the pitches and dividing it by outs, and he was averaging six pitches an out. Okay. Which, if you want to get through like a six innings at six pitches an out, it's like 120. I don't know, dude. Don't ask me to do math. How about that? Math pod. Uh, yeah, man. I mean... I, we need to, and maybe it's on us at this point, they should track, like, bounce back inning stats more. Like, it's a very important thing, especially game four that we're going to talk about in a minute, man. I mean, if you punch in baseball, if you punch back, that's like you get more points. Call it the O'Dor. Like, you, your team feels that. And, you know, today's today was exhibit A of a not good time, and yesterday was exhibit B of a fantastic time. Uh, Hicks hits that homer, Odor pimps it. Um, or was it a replay? Tough to say. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean. Higgy does not go deep. Yeah, cursed him. Do you think you cursed him? Is it illegal to pick him now? I think we've cursed him, yeah. Okay. I think we've cursed him. Okay, not allowed to choose him in the homer draft anymore. He's out. I also tweeted to you in that conversation. It might be, how about this, if you take Higgy, it might be minus one. And if he doesn't homer. Oh, well, I'm never taking him. That's terrible. It's risky. It's a terrible turnout. It's risky. Do you get two if he does, though? I don't know. We can negotiate that. Okay. I tweeted this to you as well. Something interesting I was watching is Cole shakes Higgy like almost every pitch. Mm. And usually with a personal catcher, you think just same page, catch and throw, catch and throw, full trust, I just got you, and that's what makes it such a great relationship. I think Higgy just doesn't fight back at all. No. I, or And he just works through the signs. And David Cohn talks about this in his book, like how fast they work through the signs is a, a rhythm that you like with a catcher. Like, no, 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 no. And uh, he's like, you know, David Cohn wrote in his book, like, you know, some catchers, you don't even have to shake your head. You just, there's a beat where you don't respond and the catcher keeps going. Right. And I think that might be more of the rhythm with Higgy. I think there's, anything. I think Because he shakes like that. five, like all the time. I think it's high school stuff. I think, uh, you know, the pitching coach calls the pitches. So Higgy just looks out at Garrett until he tells him which one he wants. Does, but he goes through all the signs. Yeah. It's, uh, just think that they'd be on the same page. That's probably what he likes more is how fast Higgy just dances through like five. Just goes. Like Higgy was like getting like three wrong before finding the one that he liked. And I I know we say it a lot. I I do think it's visible this year, and it's it's not a shot at Gary. I, I, Higgy's pitch framing is elite. Like I, there there's sometimes you see there are some pitches that Cole like dotted lower part of the zone, and you see Higgy's glove and it's middle middle. And you're just, it's kind of, it's its art to a degree. Just like. His blocking's gotten worse. And any Anything that someone can be good at is art to a degree. But the framing, man. Whew. I wonder how those numbers come out. I don't believe those numbers anyway, but the framing numbers. Johnny Ells finishes this one out. Because the yeah. bullpen, bullpen was 
tired. Chad and Chappie pitch back-to-back days. They brought him in to get the last out of the eighth inning, right? Yes. He came in. He relieved Wilson. Um, how about Bieber throwing 119? Well, they got to ride him the same way we're saying we, we have to yeah. ride Cole right now. How many did Cole throw? 111. Same, they're in the kind of the very similar boat there. If we don't get all those guys' bullets. <laughs> and you you said this in the pregame show, and I, I think it was very true. You know, sometimes athletes play it coy. They knew who was on the mound for the other team. Yeah, it was a big thing. Um, it's a pitcher's duel. It was hyped up. I mean, Cole's, Cole's seventh inning where he struck out Rosario – Fran Mill fouled out, and then he punched out Naylor on three pitches. That was like, you're nice, Shane, but Dad still got this in the bag. You know Gary doesn't have a pass ball yet this season? Like that. Haven't seen people tweeting about that. Yeah, I, I thought it would have had one. A lot of wild pitches, mostly because the Yankees throw nasty shit. Funky, Gary's not striking out a lot. The pass balls aren't there. He's just not hitting. Yeah, now he's just not hitting. Yeah. One thing at a time, I Which guess. Which that's supposed to be the thing. All right, let's do game four. Unless there's anything else we missed. Quattro, quattro, quattro. DJ goes 0 for 4, and this is the game where it's starting to get louder. Yeah. I think, and louder, and then he's going to sit game four, which you're going to hear about. And then, did Talkman pinch run for Clint again? Did he do it three games in a row? Yes. I didn't realize it was all three games. That's the winning formation there. That's the winning formation then there. How about that? All right, game number four. Yanks going for the sweep on a Sunday Mm. afternoon. Let's hear how they fared. Burn, Jiggy Burn. Yanks go for the four-game sweep in Cleveland. That hasn't happened since the 90s. Whoa, tubular. Tristan Thompson McKenzie tries to rebound for Cleveland as he tries to keep up with JMO Tyone. We're exchanging zeros until the fourth. Yankees make a fatal mistake. The worst lead in sports. 3-0. Geo to God with a two-run blast at his old office. Do you know how fast you were going back there? Officer Ford writes a ticket for a solo homer, but after the Giants kick the field goal, the Browns score a touchdown. The next seven runs were all Cleveland. The JMO bottle ran out of juice. Fran Mill with the three-run homer. That was kind of the backbreaker. Nelson with another tough outing. Yanks lose 7-3, which is a bummer, but hey, one three out of four, we're happy. Happy Tyone looked great, man, until he didn't. Until he didn't. And I think what he's saying in his press, post-game press conference, he's like, I'm getting to two strikes a lot, which is good. I'm just not burying them yet. Something like that. Yeah, he, he had talked about that, and then Curry tweeted about it, and it was after his third inning he struck out the side, and he struck them all out on fastballs, I believe. And then – and this is where, you know, I I – I get hesitant about my analysis because, uh, you know, Dad hasn't pitched in the league yet. But I think he got a little fastball happy. His uh, Hernandez, who led off the next inning, six pitches, all heaters. Um, and then he gets beat by Jose Ramirez, who can beat you on any day of the week. 
And then, you know, you're in you're in for a bad time. Rosario gets them. All fastballs to Rosario. Um, and then Fran Mill, he catches his fastball too. So I think he was kind of riding hot off that inning where he struck out the side. He I think he hit uh, 93-94. And then, because his off-speed looked pretty good and he was mixing it up and, and that inning was just so ugly. And hey, he... <laughs> After that disaster, four straight hits, uh, which I saw Cleveland hadn't done since early last season. Uh, you know, he goes one, two, three, Naylor, Leplo, Jimenez. So tough. Um, you know, it felt really good and then it felt really bad. Live there. Nelson gets sent down. Clearly, they were, knew they were going to send him down. For Davey, and we said that on the pregame show, like this is Nelson's game. I would have liked them to go Sessa first. Yeah. But they're more interested in making sure they use Nelson before they send him to the alt site than they are throwing the better pitcher for the perform or for the situation there. Booney kind of caught himself too. They asked him if Sessa was an option, and he said yes. And then I think he was about to say, like, but, you know, we were. Ready to burn out Nelson, but I don't think he could say that. So he like, like we knew we were sending Nelson he, down yeah, after he, this. He or. started like he lined up a sentence and then he just said like fuck it. He's like, no, Sessa was an option. <laughs> He's like, I'm I'm not dealing with that. Uh and I I'll double check on this. Okay, so Sessa's two outings ago got thirty three pitches. Sessa only has one outing where he had thirty plus pitches, so that's where you know, mentally, we're telling ourselves, "Hey, why not? Why not go to Sessa there? He throws twenty-four and in two innings. <laughs> Sessa having a great year so far. He is. Go to him there. Use I him know. as your two-inning guy. I know, like the first bolt guy. I mean, Luizic has kind of jumped up. We can talk about that, but you know, use him more. And I, I think we we've seen it before. This is how the Yankees think, especially in this year where they're so scared about pitching that they got their three wins in Cleveland. If they saved Sessa, you know, fifteen more bullets, or maybe they saved another guy in the bullpen fifteen more bullets, and they can take that to Baltimore. That's what they were prepared to do coming into this game. Yeah. Whatever. Yanks had a couple rallies. They had a little bit of fight. It just never didn't really break through. I think nine guys got on base. So like I was, I was still not like upset by this loss. O for three with runners in scoring position. Uh, Geo is awesome. Mike Ford clips one, and then like I referenced too many times, the Yankees did their damage. Went up three nothing, which was a death wish in this series. That's what Cleveland did twice, and they lost. So. Um, they punched back that same inning, three nothing like that. Like, think about that feeling for if we were Cleveland, you're about to get four games swept. You mm-hmm. just went down three nothing, and then your offense kicks in. Fran Mills going nuts around the bases. It's three nothing. Now it's four three. Uh, tack on a couple more. Bingo bango bongo. Bingo bango bongo. Hey, what can they do to get to five hundred now? Like, if they sweep the Orioles, are they 500? Uh, they would be one game over. over? Yeah, if they sweep, because they're 9 and 12 right now. But if they go 3 and 4, they're one game under. Math. There's no way to come out of next series exactly 500. And hey, hey, guys, Yankees fans, we're back. We're talking about a four game sweep of the Orioles already. No, sweeps are incredibly hard to, to right. do. I mean, the math on it, if, if sweeping 
If you can, like, the, the math on saying, like, we better sweep is just not in your favor. Yeah. There's no way you can go, no matter, any team can't go into a series and, like, we better sweep. Maybe, like, the Dodgers versus the Pirates. Ooh. Especially uh, not even, games. but yeah, not even. It's just Pirates baseball. are playing well. It's just baseball. So let's let's. I think you got to win three out of four here. You got to keep carry the momentum against uh, Baltimore. I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't. Uh, you know, I guess we'll talk about it at the end a little bit. That's normally not what we do, but I mean, you know, it's going to be interesting. Davey making his first start, and we we did lose this game. So like, little bit of pressure on Davey. Not really, but. We'll get there. There's a good man. We didn't expect this. We did not expect this. We kind of hoped, we kind of hoped to win one of the other three, and we hoped Cole would outduel Bieber. We got three wins. Yeah, I like that. Happy. All right. You want to go to awards? Let's go to awards. No ad to do. Uh, let's uh, promote the Chris Rose rotation. They, they got a tomorrow. Crazy big episode tomorrow. They got the three Harvard Westlake pitchers on it: Giolito, Freed, and Flaherty. I think it's the first time the three of those guys, all in high school, now all aces of their staff, have ever done a podcast like together about their story, high school memories, and all that shit. So it should be. Really, really fun, and uh, the Chris Rose rotation is awesome. It's a great product. Like we're obviously a little biased, but like it's, it's like the only podcast I'm listening to right now. You, you, if you like like baseball, yeah. If you're Can't around baseball, not, you're into it. Like Can't it, not be listening to it. Miggy Rojas said something the other day, Marlon shortstop, how he like, looked up to Justin Turner a little bit because he got a big payday in his 30s. And he's like, you know, I want to do that. I got a late start to my career, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It's just it's a lot going Gio on. Gio Rochelle should look up to Justin Turner. Yeah. I've been trying to say that bit. for a while. Like, same career path. Break out at 27, 28. Dang. Just do it. With the six different co-hosts, you get so many new perspectives. Ooh. and mm. Add. All right. The first award we give out here on Talking Yanks is? Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Mm. Yeah. Pride of the Yankees. Shit. I'm interested to see where you go with this. Yeah, I haven't looked at anything or thought about this yet. I thought about some other awards, but not this. I think you might take we'll see. Um let's see. Let me see real quick. Let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. Louisa. I knew you were gonna do it. That's who I wanted. Oh, sorry. I could tell. I could tell when I mentioned Johnny Lozani in Game Three that there was a little, a little lightning bolt triggered in the back of your brain. I didn't know I was going to take him until right now. I think there's a little lightning bolt back there. That I. Uh, that's a. That was the pick, man. I was going to take someone that's great, else. That's a great. And then pick. you said you were worried, and I thought you were going to take. I thought you didn't that's want me to take the other guy, so I pivoted to Luizaga to not take him, right to not take the there. guy I thought. But so, no, he gets this first save. So now people are talking about the story. Um. You know, his story and his path and all that. But they've wanted him to be a back end high high um leverage. High leverage guy. And so far this season, uh, he is doing that. Yeah. And he's made some changes. So who knows who's working with him? Is it pitching coach Matt Blake? Is it real pitching coach Garrett Cole? Who knows um what's happening? But it's thirteen point one innings pitched on the season, uh, with two earned runs. 13 strikeouts, so a strikeout per inning. 
And he's come in, let's see, he's come in um, twice. in the. He's coming in the eighth inning, once down one, twice tied, once up one. He's coming in the seventh inning twice, sixth inning once. Um, and then he just came in in the the eighth and, and stayed to the ninth or whatever. So it's cool. It's uh, really good. And for how frustrated we were about his um, pitch mix last year, he changed it, which was like, it's just very obvious that it needed to be changed. So credit to whoever finally broke through to him because the two seamers, his best pitch, and he threw it 24% of the time last year, and now he's throwing it 44% of the time. And his four-seamer was a bad pitch. It's 100 miles, but straight as straight as ever. Um, he threw that 42%. He's scratched that, man. I mean, he, he does, he's thrown it, it says here 14%, which, I you know, which is 27 times out of 300 pitches. So I like that. And then he's also up the changeup, which is a Matt Blake story. We got a lot of guys using their changeup way more this season. Domingo, Monty, Cole, Luizaga. Um, I don't know if there's another one. Garrett throwing some nasty ones, man. Yeah. So Johnny L's um, fully high leverage, and I was one of the bigger skeptics of doing that. And if it could be done, well. We just need to see it, man. I was – Fully on board, don't even try to start him anymore. Like, right. make him a high leverage. And then I thought they went too quick last year into just, like, high leverage right away. Now, now I like, keep this up. Do it. We, very interested in the pitch uh, count, innings limit, because he's thrown a decent amount uh, already Yeah, for a reliever, and he's never thrown that many. But, yeah, I mean, he's he's nasty, man. Yeah, I think I think you know I've <laughs> I've dug through too much Johnny Laza in my day, and I think the most innings he's thrown in the past like seven years is eighty innings or something. So we'll we'll see where he lands in that bullpen role where he can do multiple. Uh, yeah, man, and a you know Johnny Laza's gotten a little better every year. You know he he got called up and it was weird forty man circumstances. He was probably too young to be on a major league field. Uh, the pitch mix has developed, and I, I think the other thing that, you know, you and I have exchanged some looks over, you know, Johnny Laza last year during the regular season had a pretty solid regular season. Uh, but there's something, you know, the Yanks have thrust him into some moments, and it, it's kind of felt like every time one of those moments is hit, something's gone bad. So, it, you know, that that fear kind of ticked in me in this game. You know, he's coming out for the, you know, the inning plus save, which, you know, a lot of closers aren't really – Trained to do these days And uh, he did it man And he, he's off to a great start Nine nine games, 13.1 innings um, His whip is incredible 0-6-7-5 So he, he knows where the ball's going 13 strikeouts, one walk And uh, you mentioned Darren O'Day Darren O'Day had some incredible quotes About Johnny Lazo They they asked him you know, about how his year's going And he's like, yeah, you know He's an incredible person like, before he talked baseball, he's like, I, I love him as a dude. He's an incredible guy, and his stuff's nasty. That's what like, Cece always said about him, too. And it's, you know. I, I need to know him more. That's I feel cool, like we don't yeah. know Johnny Loisaga. We don't. We don't. I mean, between injuries, being the young guy called up and down the bus, some days he's starting, he's got this quiet personality, but he looks like he can be that athletic, competitive killer you want to see. So, and Jim, you know, uh, my mindset always kicks back to this too much. It's... What would we be saying right now if, say, Johnny Laza has a bad final inning or he gets clipped by one of those guys? Then we went from our two games, we're out of it, to now we blew a cold start. 
Uh, Two-game losing streak. I don't think these guys are right. Johnny Laza shut the door. Um, looks good, man. He looks good. Looks good. I love tangible changes. I mean, credit me. Credit you. I tweeted, dear Matt Blake, Yeah. why would you throw the bad pitch and not the good pitch? Not the good pitch. And what did they come out doing this year? They scrapped the bad pitch and they threw the good pitch. Keeping it enough that hitters have to think about it. That's that's the key, I think. Keep that 14% there. Scare them a little bit. Make them have to game plan for it. Yeah, I wonder, again, I think those are might be just glitches in baseball, Savant. Cause like, I think those are too much for a glitch. I think he's still pumping it a little bit. Yeah, they're the same exact mile per hour, so it could always just be like a two-seamer that didn't move that much. or Move more. Yeah. Move more. That was that was the winner, Jim. Good pick. Okay. I had another guy that I was worried about that you said that I was going to take from you. So I'm interested to see who your pride is now. I saw it fire. Um, let me see. My pride, 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 pride of the Yankees. Uh, let's see. Mingo had a pretty good start. That would have changed this series a lot, too. Um, God, it's probably Hicksie or Rugi, right? And I think, I think I'll go Rugi, man. Uh, Roughned Odor, Rugned. I mean, couple big homers in this series. Basically, I talked about how I always reference. How does this how does this episode go if blank didn't happen? Rugi with the big two RBI single in the first game. If that doesn't happen, does the Yankees losing streak continue? What are we saying there? Manny, it's the game winning homer essentially in the in the ace bowl. And he has sparked the team, man. So, you know, it's it's still like, pains me to say a little bit. I do think the internet went a little too far with the Rugio door spark and, and the conversation that was had around that. But the Yankees need a little shot of life. He has been that. And he had a really nice series, man. Couple homers. The Rugster. The narrative is, is already jumped the shark. You know that we had like you know a Glaber's only twenty two or whatever it was yeah. like that took five months or four months before I was like all right enough of this yeah. pretty much most of that regular season yeah. it was fine uh, yeah the uh, they hammered this as quick as I yeah. mean everyone's looking for anything to talk about positively yes but like every single interview like I think they asked everyone that sat down in the Zoom room got asked like so how about Rugi's energy. And then they all gave some bullshit answer like, yeah, he's, 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 yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's a fun guy. The guys like him. Yeah. I mean, I, I can recall like Hicks, Cole, Boone, O'Day. I think they asked Judge, um, Rugi himself. They did a whole pregame show on Kratz's tweet. They did it during the broadcast. They asked Odor himself and he was like, uh, I don't know. I'm just me. Yeah, I, I play with. He's also like not even like that much of a crazy dugout no. presence at all. No, he's. I, I mean, he plays with some intensity, which I for I, sure. Like I, his at bats are dug in. You know, his the way he like if, turns to is like whipped it. You know, he's but, gonna pimp his home runs. He's gonna pimp his walks. He's you know plays with confidence. But yeah, it obviously got overblown, and it was it was two conversations that got mixed into one. That, you know, Trevor, and I, I think he'll be fine with me sharing this, like, he was, he was like, what the hell are you guys talking about? 
They're the New York Yankees. And you're talking about Ruggie Odor being the change and spark this team needed? No. Like, I, I think Ruggie's energy has been good because everyone else's energy has been so bad. But, like we're saying, like, Ruggie Odor didn't make Domingo Herman bounce back after a horrible first inning. Ruggie Odor didn't help Giancarlo Stan hit two home runs. Ruggie Odor didn't help Aaron Hicks finally kind of get his swagger back a little bit. So, but, you know, the media, the media Well, I do think there's something about, like, seeing this dude who just got traded to your team who was his baseball career, like, in his head might have been over because the Rangers cut him and we're going to pay him to not play for them. He gets a second life. The the Yankees grab him and say, no, we'll give you some more professional at-bats. And then they see Bruce retire because of that, and now his career's over. I think maybe there's something like, oh, my God, like maybe let's not take this for granted. Maybe. Maybe. And maybe that's a sliver. No. But, uh, yeah, he's not like – it's not like he's even like what Torres was in the dugout. Like I, I don't know. There, it's a like Torres was like silly. The narrative, right. the narrative got hammered as hard as you can hammer a narrative in, in, a, in, in in one weekend in a tight window, and probably everyone was looking for something to write. And I, I think probably what it was, and maybe this is the better comparison, was that when we talked to Marley Rivera for our winter meetings uh, event, we did. We asked about Vladito losing the weight. And she said he had no idea. Like, he said, she said that he thought he was sexy. Like, she, like, and not as a joke. Like, Vlad thought he was looking good. And then everyone told him, like, dude, you got <laughs> to cut down some weight. Like, I think, you know, Ruggie Odor, and I, I don't know the guy that well, but think of some of the stats we heard when he come, came over, you know. Three thirty-plus seasons from a second baseman. Like, there's a way to butter knife Ruggie stats that are very impressive. There's a lot of other ways to dice up Ruggie's career that make him not impressive. So, you're right that you know there is a chance, and probably happening a little bit, that Ruggie Odor went from you know a guy that was a a star on the Texas Rangers. He did. He had the punch. He was on some really good baseball teams. There's signs of him around the stadium and all of that. That you know. The Texas Rangers, one of the worst teams in the league, don't want me. They're gonna pay all my mo- money for me to not be on the to team and go on, the, on the Yankees. Like, I think that is a wake up call. And and the other thing that is the positive spin there. I mean, he just turned twenty seven, so this guy's had a baseball career, and in theory, he should be around his physical prime. So, Ruggie's twenty seven. He's twenty seven. Turned like twenty seven in February. I, th- I think Max Manis does research stuff for us here on for talking baseball. He tweeted. Because somebody posted like the just Yankees birthdays, he's like four months older than Clint. Yeah, no, it's it's insane. The the Rugnet Odor. Yeah, I might have the number of months, months older. Wrong. I might have the number of months wrong, but it's he's within a year. We were talking months. So Clint Clint turns twenty seven in September. Rugi turned twenty seven in February. So that's uh, uh so it's April, seven May, months. Seven June, months. July. Rugi's already had a whole career. Dude, and he's got a chance. To- sometimes your mind gets blown, and age is such a weird thing. Yeah, like um, Degrom and Kershaw are like three months apart, right? And Kershaw had like when Degrom won Rookie of the Year, Kershaw won his third Cy Young or something like that. And you're like, what? Degrom is younger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not you just. It's 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 always weird when that blows your mind. 
Oh, Rugi, so Clint Rugi. probably asked Odor like about his whole like MLB career and stuff, and he's like, "Bro, I'm your age." Rugi played in the show when he was 20 years old. It's nuts. It's crazy. It's nuts. On like good teams, those were good Texas Rangers teams. Yeah. Those were World Series. Yeah. How old was he when he punched Batista in the face? I think that was in. Does he like tw- is during the 2016 season? Is he like 22 years old? <laughs> it makes a lot more sense. It makes right? a lot more sense. What's what season do you think that was in? I think that was the 2016 season because the Batista bat flip when was did. fall. He's 22 15. years old. Batista's like an old man. Yeah, how old was <laughs> Batista? He's like 30. I guess yeah, 35. Yeah. Dude, I had no idea that was a 22 year. That was a kid punching a man. Yeah, that makes it way different in my brain. Yeah, and like cooler for Rugi. Yeah. Makes me kind of feel bad for Makes Jose me feel Batista. worse for Bautista. If I like if I accidentally ran into the door right now, I'd be sore for three days. Like he got punched in the face by a kid. That was a twenty two year old that punched a thirty five year old. I mean, that's a guy finishing up his dinner at like a bar slash restaurant and then the frat kid rolls in from the pregame and pops him yeah. in the face. Like he's on his way home with a slight <laughs> buzz that the wife isn't gonna get mad yeah. about, but he had a good time. And then the kid is hammer drunk after his pregame, like, nah. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah, I mean, that's business suit and polo. Dude, I did a whole <laughs> I did a ten year old punched me right now. <laughs> I did a whole I did a whole breakdown on that punch and I didn't look up their ages at all. I need to start looking up people's ages. That's wild. Even different from like twenty two year old Odor. Mindset like, well, a 35 year old man squared up with me. Yeah. I'm just a kid. <laughs> Odor wasn't on the World Series teams. He was on playoff teams. Okay. That's uh, a, before you do that. Start when they they showed mm. the Kratz tweet on the Yes broadcast. So Sterling saw that on there and it was really funny. They just showed a text from Eric Kratz. <laughs> and that's John good. Sterling calling tweets texts. And that's obvious. And that's obvious. Yeah. Huh. <sighs> Okay, let's uh, move on to... Can I... I want to check one thing. Yeah. You know the game I like to play, connecting baseball generations. I got to see who was Rogie's. So now I need to root for Rogie's career to, like, go on forever. I need a second half of his career. So let's see. He played with Beltre. He played with Carlos Pena. Okay. I can do more of that later. But 27. Like, Rogie could play another... Six years and that wouldn't be shocking. If he can get to the if he can, there's a world where he's still playing when he's the age Batista, Batista was when he punched him. <laughs> Got punched by a kid, man. That's wild. I don't want to get punched by a 22 year old. Makes it so much sadder for Jose Batista. Yeah. Damn. Like tried to square up to a young kid and he just beat you to the spot. Yeah. And that's obvious. Like, why square up? Damn. Damn. Yeah. You Yankee motherfucker. All right. I'm going to take the easy one here and go Nick Nelson. Ooh, Nelly. He just got sent down. And yeah, just just not good, man. The results have not been good thus far. Um, how many earned runs did he give up today? Three? Two? Three. So he's given up nine earned runs on the year. 
Um, and he's pitched 8.1 innings. So, just not good. I know it's a slop game, but if he comes in and keeps us in that game, I mean, it's one run, right? Yeah. It's one run. Like, every at-bat, every pitch on Cleveland's side is more pressure-filled and all that stuff, so... I mean, it's it, an easy for me. It's easy. It's Nick Nelson. It it shows how volatile relievers are. We combined Johnny Luizga and Nick Nelson in our PPP for the Yankees this year. It's true, because Nick Nelson. I mean, when that changeup's right, it's wipeout and it's exciting and it's kind. Of, we did the game. We just played with Ruggie Odor. Like you know him and. Him and Luizaga are basically the same age, but we've seen Johnny for four years and almost hold some of that against him when that could be a good thing. Nelly, man, it stinks. Um, you feel bad. I mean, I follow him and a significant other on Twitter. So I was, I was hoping uh-huh. we'd all be friends and really good. And he, he will still be. be friends. He's going to bounce back. Of course. But, uh, yeah, right now he, he looks a little lost. Booney talked about it in his press conference that he's – it's just too many non-competitive pitches, and he's missing. And you know, hey, I, hey, I'll spin it back at the nerds. Like he probably should have never opened that game. Yeah, it really um, fucked with him a little bit. He's in a little bit of a funk. So then they brought him in bases loaded uh, situation against um, Osuna. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he, he hasn't been he hasn't been putting like he hasn't been good. eased into yeah. the best spots, but his numbers are rather bad on his four seam fastball, Jake, which he throws fifty percent of the time. Yeah. Hitters have a five hundred batting average and a eight seventy five expected slugging. No, eight seventy five slugging. The expected slugging is even higher. So mm-hmm. he's just getting absolutely crushed on um, the fastball. Yeah, Left. which he, which he throws the most. Left a. Uh... Couple changeups, middle middle today that got hit too. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I don't know. He got sent to the alt site. You hope. Uh, you know, next time we see him, I'll I'll have a little more belief in Nick Nelson than we've seen recently. Cause that, I don't know. He was he was a little lost out there. Yeah. So I think that's the easy mf'er. Mm. I'm interested to see where you land mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who you got? My mind's still kind of blown, to be honest with you. Yankee MFR. Yankee MFR. Ooh, this is tricky, huh? You know what? It's going to get me not a lot of love, Jim. I'll go DJ. Ooh. DJ's got a case of the rollovers oh, right now, man. My. BBD, is that his first MFR in his history as a Yankee? Might be. It's uh, it's tough, man. I mean, you you saw it. We've seen it this whole season. Now he's just he's like a little early, a little on top of it, and he's it's just rollovers up the middle. You see his frustration. You know that's that's something we're not normally used to. And you know it's not a concern at all. I I think the funny thing about it is when you. People that are eligible for it, I still think he has the highest batting average on the Yankees. Um, but you know, there's he he hasn't been in a rhythm at all this year, and it's it stinks. You you feel for him a little bit. Uh, rollover city man, he'll be back. I think he need to hear this. Oh, I think he needed a day. I mean, it's nice to get a day and then go go to Baltimore and have some fun there. Um, I wanted to look at his 
uh, batted ball profile. Ooh. Because I want to see the the topped to see if it's actually higher or okay. less than, you know? Yeah. And um, it's his average. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, if you... 40% topping the ball. His career average is 40%. Doesn't seem that way. You, the 2020 numbers, which is a small sample, but I'm sure 2019 are fall off. I mean, all of these numbers, he's top 20% in the league. Exit velo, hard hit, expected batting average, K percentage, whiff percentage. And again, small sample right now, but you know, average exit velo right now is 48 percentile. He's middle of the pack, hard hit, 42, like below. So, you know, is you just see it. I mean, he's he's rolling a lot of stuff over. It'll be gone soon. Baltimore could be a uh, could be a nice spot for him. Do you see the Mad Bum is no hitting the Braves right now? Six innings, no hits, no walks. It's the best. What Looks is like th- it is DJ's first MFR. Wow. Yeah. Joining uh, some other first time, one time MFRs, Adam Warren, Brandon mm. Drury, Cameron Mabin. When did he get one? What a crew. Dude, it's Josh like a, Bard. It's like <laughs> the Braves lineup, too. It's Acuna, Freeman, Azuna, Albi, Dano, Swanson, Riley, Heredia. It's wild. Go, Mad Bum, go. Go, Mad Bum, go. All right, DJ gets his first ever Yankee MF. I feel good. No, it's fair. He sat because he needed a day. We haven't seen that happen in forever. I did get two hits. Did get two hits. I'd like to see him. Let him play at second. Well, very soon. Oh, we didn't even have our whole conversation about the lineup. Yeah. So what they've been doing now, and I hope what they're doing now is what they've been rotating the four hole yeah. with the hot hand now. The Yankees have. We saw Odor go there after having um, a big two games. We saw Glaber right. get three hits, and then he went to the four hole. Um, I'm trying to let me. I, I can pull it up real fast. Going back a little bit, Gary and ended up there one day, and yeah, we're Gary excited. was there for two days. Ford got there. Once uh, that that wasn't it. Geo get been there, so I think they found a home with DJ and then Stanton Judge. So far, that's working yeah. really well for Stan. What they've been they've been having trouble finding is finding protection for Judge, and they've been rotating the hot hand four hole. But it seems kind of weird to rotate your hot hand four hole. I think when Voight comes back, which should be soon, which would move move DJ back to second. All right. Voight will be the cleanup, and it'll be DJ, Stanton, Judge, Voight as your one, two, three, four, which I love. Yeah. And then you rotate your hot hand fifth, be it Glaber, Geo, Odor, if you want Hicks. Hicks. And I think that is it's just one step deeper, but it makes it so much smoother of, like, get Judge the protection because Voight's always going to be a threat, whether it's hot or not. And then you go... Rotate the five hole. So I we talked about this in the pregame show, and my eyes kind of lit up, and I was yeah. like, "Ooh, I like that." I just I want to temper you a little bit. These are still our Yankees, and if Hicksie gets hot, I think he might find a way to sneak back up there. Um, That's true. And they could, you know, Voit. Uh, I mentioned this on the pregame show. You know, he kind of took over that two hole for a little bit last year. So if if he gets hot and some of the big guys get cold, I mean, it's still the same concept. You just you need got the you need to protect there. Judge. Like Stan yes. Stan. Batted in front of Judge, and now he's getting pitches to hit. And like we were looking at the numbers, he was swinging at pitches in the zone, just, yeah. and now he's getting pitches to hit, and he's just going off a little bit. Judge needs that, and I think Voight can give it to him. Yeah, and then Voight can get protected by everyone else. 
Man, it's or you uh, rotate him around then. But I'm excited for that. And Hicks, we probably should have mentioned. Oh, this it's earlier. only a seven inning game. He, uh, oh wow. Uh, Hicks had some back stuff. We're expecting him back in Baltimore. It seemed not significant, but you never know with the Yankees. We'll see. On oh, that. the Yankees made it seem insignificant. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. I mean, he was, but he's yeah, wearing didn't. the jersey on the bench. You know, we we just take our context clues from that. But yeah, no, man, it it, it really does get exciting because. You know, for the roller coaster we've been on Glaber this year, like he should be a good hitter. And I mean, when you start, when you mention that meaty part up top, and like if you can get Glaber, and then, you know, Gary should have his hot streaks, and Geo, like this lineup is supposed to be powerful. And ho- hopefully we see that soon because we're still Rugi batted cleanup today, which is cute. Reward him for having a nice hot series, hand. but also no. Also, also no, no. All right, regular old awards. I am giving out, and you gave out this last week. It's prestigious award. Wow. Um, I'm giving out the smallest of stepping stones. Wow. The smallest of stepping stones award. Okay. A different award. But. Yeah, it's a different. It's a playoff. You know, okay. it's a, this one has much less prestige. Okay. It's a prequel, and it goes to um, Clint Frazier, the smallest of stepping stones. Now, Clint got eight at bats this series. He had zero hits, but you know what he did have? Five walks. Yeah. Now, my advice, because by his own admission, he's a tick off on fastball still, and he's not recognizing them, and that really hasn't been solved yet. Um, but my advice was just go up there and swing, swing until you're not a tick off anymore. Mm. He's done the opposite. He's decided, you know what, <laughs> Hicks it. I just won't swing. And he got five walks, so eight at bats, five walks. He had a three eighty five on base percentage. And, you know, if you're not going to swing at pitches in the zone, then you can't swing at pitches out of the zone. And that's the small step he's taken. And uh, he is not swinging at pitches out of the zone now. He had – let me pull it up. I had the stats. Um, Let me see. Pitches out of the zone in the first three games. I cannot do the last one because they haven't been updated yet. In the first three games, pitches out of the zone. He did not swing at 85% of them. 28 out of 33. He swung and missed at three. He fouled one off, and he put one in play. I think pitches in the zone, he's fouling them off a little bit more than just swinging and missing. So it's just the tiniest of stepping stones. I don't think it solves the major problem in any way because you still eventually need to hit. A swing to hit. Yes. But the on-base percentage is there. So there you go. The smallest of stepping stones um, swung less. That was his solution. That was the trick. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not swinging, so I'll just swing a little less. I referenced it earlier. His uh, like He's 96 percentile in chase rate right now, but that's because he's not <laughs> not swinging at anything. Uh, so, yeah. We'll, well, well, and see. he was swinging at everything out of the zone. Right, and he, you know, we we try to pick up on the little things, and we'll see. I mean, baseball's a baseball's a brutal sport. Uh, his at-bat is pinch hit at-bat today in game four, which that was a decision of sorts. He draws the walk. He was recognizing 
Quantrill's off-speed pitch, which, take that for what it's worth. Well, he's been doing that all season. Right, he was, you know, and he, he did offer at the first one, so he, he stayed away at the ones out of the zone. So, I, I don't know, He Meredith asked him after the game, and everyone was excited about the catch, and he, you know, he had a good Clint interview, he had the sideways smile, and he's... He's like, you know, it's it's starting to come together. He's brutally honest. He's, you know, it's still a little off, but he, um, I don't know. He's he's also a guy that's got a little bit of history in Baltimore, so that would be be a nice time for him to get going. His uh his zone swing was forty nine percent, which was like incredible. He was swinging at less than half in the zone a couple weeks ago. It's up to fifty three now. His average is sixty six. And league average is sixty six. So, but it is climbing up. But yeah, he's he's able he's been able to recognize the breaking pitch. But he was just like, oh, well, uh, recognizing swinging them. Now he's recognizing taking them. So that's a small step. The smallest of stepping stones. Uh, Jillian in the chat says opinion on the catch. I still think he made it look harder than it needs to be. I think eight out of ten left fielders catch that. And 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 just stay running. I I thought he was making a very nice running catch, and then out of nowhere he jumped upwards, which is just not a direction you usually jump unless you're robbing a home run at the wall. And it it just made me kind of laugh, and then be like, "What the fuck is this?" But I understand people love it and think it's an amazing play. I we did like a we had a whole debate. Did it frame? Yeah. By, we did a whole frame by frame breakdown. Um, he he dives on every single on every single thing. So I, if he would have ran and caught it, I would have celebrated because it, it was a hell of a jump. He got a great read. Just no need to jump there or dive at all. I like the catch. I, I think it's it's. I think that was his best catch as a Yankee. I I do think I I know what you're saying. I I think there's a little bit of kind of when a guy slows down to take a layup. The last step they'll take, they slow down a little bit. I do think there is that in Clint's dives, where if he was running full speed and your head's jostling. But I, I thought that was a good catch. I mean, coming in when he's got the glove the wrong way and stuff, that's that's still not great. I just asked him to catch the ball. I I I thought that was a good catch. It's a good job. It's a good like I. It was a good beat on it. He never he sprinted right to the spot. I just. I just thought he could catch. I think most fielders catch that by just continuing to run. He even said in his post game like it was kind of lofted, and it's like, yeah, it's over him. He caught it. That's all I ask. Agree with what you're saying. He probably could have gotten that without the the jump thing, but that wasn't far from his most offensive jump to go for a ball. But I yes, but here's the thing. That catch, people see it and think, like I saw tweets like, now who's going to defensive replace him? The Yankees see that and say, "Oh shit, we're lucky that we he got it, and like we got to make sure to not have him in there at the end because that's not how you play the outfield. It's a close game." Yeah, I like the catch. I like the catch. I like that. Mad Bum did it, by the way. Can you hand me the your juice? Yes, I got you juiced. Uh, Seven inning, no hitter for Mad Bum. Seven inning, no, no. Does he celebrate? That's again going to be an interesting post game press. Going to be intense. Going to be intense. Is that the first one we've gotten with? Like the seven inning double header rule, we've had so. a bunch of guys flirt. Guys what was his pitch count at? Ninety eight. Oh, so he wasn't. He so wasn't he wouldn't have got it. Well, okay, Mad Bum. I mean, you got a th- hundred thirty bullets in there, right? Mm-hmm. Mad Bum thinks he would have. I'm going with Absolutely. the silent elevator award. The silent elevator. The award. Silent elevator award. Hmm. 
going up. Stanton. Silent Elevator Award. Uh, oh, wait. So, Awkward Elevator. Okay. You're getting closer. Awkward Elevator. But, but, do, do, but, 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 do. Domingo Hermont. <laughs> That's a good guess. Uh, it's going to Brett Gardner. Uh, I There was going to be a chance that this was going to be a tandem award, but it's for it was also going to be with the guy you just mentioned, Clint Frazier. Clint Gardy, <laughs> both been in a bad way this season. And, you know, that's that's been one of the more popular topics in Yankees land going back three, four years now. Uh, both of these guys having a bad time right now. I think Gardy's won for his last 22. Uh, won for his last 21. Got pinch hit for Clint today. Each guy on the season, it's almost, you know, we're getting towards the end of April. Each one of them has one RBI. So, uh you know, <laughs> I think it's just funny. We're at this point, and normally that's that's a big debate in Yankee land. Oh, Clint's got the job this year, and then Gardy was hot that first week to kind of kind of get it back after Clint was struggling. They're both in a tough way right now, uh, and I, I, think, I think both sides, both fan bases, the Clint's and the Gardys are in the elevator just not in their head waiting for their floor to get off at this point, so... So do you? How do you think that, like playing time moving forward should go between him, those two, and Talkman? Because I'd put Talkman more in the mix. Like if you're doing open tryouts to find a hot hand, I think he deserves to be in that rotation in a way. Yeah, I think uh, me personally, you see where Hicksy's at tomorrow. Like if he needs the day, you're absolutely fine with it because we do have some options. If Hicks is good, you let him go because he's starting to look better. I would go Clint to start. Like I mentioned, he's got some fond memories in Baltimore. He he looked okay on the pinch hit walk. It's it's an easier left field to play. Uh, you know, I probably give him the first game, and if he he looks better, I try to get him going because you still need that. You don't you don't want to lose him. You don't want to lose him for the year. Like Gardy's going to be fine if he's hitting one fifty through the All Star break. Clint is very much. Mental guy needs the confidence, you know. A good two for four against some mad Baltimore pitching could kind of get him back on track. If not, if he starts tomorrow and he looks lost, then yeah, I mean, rotate the three of them, man. I'd rotate uh, Talkman and Clint, and have Gardy be the defense reserve the, for the, a little pinch, bit the pinch guy. runner defensive replacement yeah. guy. Right now, they're rotating Clint and Gardy and having Talkman be the pinch runner defensive replacement guy. I'd I'd you know, put Guardy on the back burner for the first half of the season a little bit. When injuries come, he'll play every day and be he'll ready. be well rested. But there's a chance that if Clint Frazier never reaches full potential this year, that Talkman is a better all around player than him playing. Now, if Clint can like be in the batter's box and be who we think he can be, then he's the better bat. But I I think it's time to give Talkman some more run. I mean, he got his, Clint his got better by Clint got better by swinging less. The box of chocolates, Gardy, you know what you're gonna get. You're gonna get hot streaks. You're gonna get cold streaks. He's gonna play defense. Talkman, we kind of don't know yet. He was definitely hurt last year. He still might have the I'm good against lefties thing, which we'll find out about. Clint, you know we're we're in an area like, and and it can still change very quickly. We just saw it with the Yankees this weekend, but I. 
with like the pinch hit at bat today, I I think we're still in like let's let's try to light that spark a little bit. The way Clint was talking about like working through everything, it seemed like something just clicked. Maybe even today, it's the way he was talking about like looking through old video and stuff, and he was in the cage right before that at bat and everything. The way he was talking, it sounded like something clicked very recently in his brain. So. I hope hey, so. Please. I hope he thinks so. He said he has so many batting stances in his career that he's trying to find the right one or, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. That part of the quote was, yeah. What's your next award? Um, uh, my next award was get about it to do do Um, you are the condom award. Is that? Uh, it's the You Are the Condom Award. I think you'd like the Diamondback Celebration, by the way. It's it's muted, but it's fun enough. Yeah, well, I'm definitely going to have to spend the rest of my night doing a breakdown on it, so I you, will see it. You Are the Condom? You Are the Condom Award. You Are the Condom Award. Yes. So you put it on over your penis. That's or, how it works, or yeah. Or you keep it in your back pocket for five years thinking you're going to use it. Yep. So that's Clint. Um, I don't know. Really? I don't know. Do you have any guess, BBD? Monty. Geo? Hmm. Always Cooper, Cooper in the chat got it. I mean... The last award that I gave out was Don't Be Silly, Wrap Your Willy, Taron Hicks, Mm. talking about how much he needed to be Judge's condom. Judge is Stan's condom. Yeah. Stan gets the award. Stan gets the award. Yeah. But Judge is his condom. But Judge is his condom. Okay. Yes. So Judge is the condom, but Stan gets the award. Yeah, Judge is the condom, condom but Stan's getting the award. So what's the award? You are the condom. You are the condom goes to Giancarlo Stan. Yes, but like the judge is his. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, what happens feels is feels like Giancarlo's the wiener. Oh, you are what happens man. is Stan goes up to the podium, right? And he says, "I don't deserve this." And he points at judge, and says, "You are the condom man. This is your award." And he hands it to him. It's really Stan, so. Okay, I think I, I, I think I got it. All this time trying to get judge some damn protection. Yeah, and in turn, they just use him as protection instead of getting him some. And they put Stanton in front of him, and now he's homering and hitting the hardest hit balls ever? Ever. Hardest hit ball of the season today. Hardest hit ball of the season in game four today? In Carlos Stinkton. I mean, there's still really smart people out there that don't believe in protection, and they're having kids at way too young of an age. <sighs> Good award. He had two home runs. Yeah. Same game. He had a hit. Did he not play game three? He might go nut job in Baltimore, huh? What game didn't he play? I guess he got a first game. First game. So they sat him. So he's going to have to sit once in Baltimore. So that'll open up your options a little bit. His stats on the season still suck, but he's almost about to break 200. Hitting the ball so hard, and it's so weird. It's so confusing. Yeah, it's weird. Booney said it. Boone's like, yeah, been around, never seen it. <laughs> Ain't seen that before. 
but he hits the ball harder than literally anyone has ever hit the baseball. It's Standing like that. Yeah, it's bizarre. You think Judge has ever tried it? Like it, maybe like nobody around? No, I bet he's tried it like in BP. Okay. Like doing it like, I think he's let, me done, see, let me see how this feels. I think he's done it silly with the boys, and then I think people have left, and he's like... You know, actually, put it on ninety-four. Dude, judges' hitting coach would probably kick his ass put if he saw him do something like that. Let me see. Let me he see. he homered off Logan Allen, and then he homered off Trevor Stephen. Um, yeah, it looks good, man. I, I hope that Stan can ride this. Like, he's very good at baseball. His numbers are, are awful right now, and the rest stuff, like shallow house stuff, is pretty frustrating. He might have the most. Like unlucky outs on the team, ooh! But that always gets based tricky on, with the hard hit stuff because he hits it hard. Hit it hard, but, but right know. at someone, yeah. he got a single off Bieber to open that. Ozuna plays so front of my mind. Mm. Um, yeah, the hit against Bieber is good, and we kind of got signs. Um, or I did when when in the. Ion Anderson game mm. when um, he was going first pitch curve to everyone and Stanton was the only one that like oh. recognized it and was like swung. The result wasn't there, but I was very happy with like, oh, okay, Stanton's like heads in the game. Yeah, he's had a couple of those recently. He had one today that he just missed that was kind of a spinner middle. So he's still still dialing it up. Could be a big Baltimore series for the big man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shake. So I understand how it's confusing. Yeah. But it's a good award. Oh, for sure. I can't wait for Voight to win it. I uh yeah. Well, it'd be Judge winning that. it. Well, it gets it gets tricky. It'd be Judge winning it for um cuz it's what they say on the stand to us. Yeah. I couldn't have done it without you. He's actually him, yo. I want to I want to break my rule a little bit. Oh, wow. I know. So if you don't, if you know. He's an, a an eye for an rule eye. breaker. I wanted to give out the three buddies making a fruit salad award. That sounds so much like the Cerebus award. I know. I know. Yeah. Is it the same Cerebus, guys? It's not. Okay. It's not. One, one might be. Jim, if I told... So, let me give a little backstory. You've got some dogs. You sing songs to them. It's delightful. She's my amazing, mazy girl. She's yeah. the most amazing girl in the world. Yeah. A song I sing with Noodle um, is two buddies making a fruit salad. We're two buddies making a fruit salad. And then I riff off of that a little bit. Hey... How you never make you never yeah. make fruit salads? But I think that's the cutest thing. Like if you if someone told like if you and I, or like if we asked BBD and Zach like what they did this week and they're like oh we went to the Yankee game uh, before that we made a nice fruit salad together you're like oh that's as cute as it gets. Two buddies making a fruit salad. How do you in your head when you're picturing it? Do you just have like a cantaloupe in front of BBD? 
and a yeah, watermelon in front of fruit. and they just have spoons. I'd be the watermelon guy, but yeah. It's like and they're just scooping it and throwing it into a middle bucket. It's kind of the super bad scene with Moroki. Everyone's having fun. There's light music. <laughs> That's a cute scene. Yeah, you're pa- they're passing different. Oh, I want to give me the blueberries. I want to mix in the blue. The whole thing's delightful. Jim, if I said three buddies making a fruit salad. So I'm going to say three guys on the Yankees who are just sweet. And we're into, and they bring that. And they brought it this series. Who are they? Darren O'Day, Chad Green, and Gio Urshela. He had two out of three. Darren O'Day is too old to make fruit salads. He's like the foreman. What are you talking about? Darren's not making the fruit He's the one that knocks on the bottom of the watermelon and lets them know they got a bad one. You think he can cut fruit? Look how he throws a baseball. He's out. He throws it. He's out. It was Higgy. It was Higgy. So Higgy, Geo, and Chad? Yeah. They, that's the oddest collection of guys. How are you roping them into the same award? Because they all did really cute stuff this series. Higgy's a goddamn driller. He can't stop. Second time you've used that. What does it mean? I asked you last time, too. Driller just means you're doing it. Like, that's all he does. He won't stop. Just means you're doing it? He's a driller. I don't know what else you want to hear. So it's like he's a bro? No, not at all. No, they're not the same thing, but it's the same type of word. No. Um, He's killing it. Yes. Like, that's all he knows right now. If If he wanted to have a bad game, he couldn't do it. Well, didn't he just do it with Cole? No, he's still still hot. Bieber on the mound. Uh, Higgy's been doing his thing. Um, Homer, double, had the two, the only two extra base for the Yankees in that game. Gio the God, he hit the homer today that had us in a game positioned to win. And that was pretty sweet. And Chad, I mean, two appearances in this series. I mean, this is the loosest. Just does it. When I combine guys, wow. it's like the wow. bull, it's okay. like the bullpen. Noted. It's like I I choose three from the bullpen. Oh, you, these are there there's no connection. I three from the Yankees. You just chose, and these other three, three guys from the bullpen. And these other three guys did good. Three from the bullpen. They're the maybe the three cutest guys on the team. Um, like three of the most well liked guys in our office. If we did an office poll, and the results came back, they might be the three most liked guys in the office. And that's why they're making a fruit salad together. And it's cute as shit, man. Judge would Get still over be up that. there. Depends if Dan's in that day. Yeah, when you... Well, I, I wouldn't have had, I wouldn't have had Chad jail. in this group, but... Thank you. needs to be a bigger connection between I, the three. When you, yeah. when, once, you said, yeah. once you said Gio and Chad, I was like... Well, and, and then the wise guy already had one. I was like, oh, Sessa? For having being, just being good? But he didn't do anything specific to this series. But kind of neither did Higgy. It's the fruit salad, guys. There's well, the also just the lines up with the with the fruit it's salad. The fruit salad, just a bunch of stuff you kind of <laughs> don't actually want to eat together. But it's the fruit salad. Three it's more like just a, a salad because they're not all fruit. It's just like they're making a one's fruit lettuce, salad. one's you lettuce, one's fruit. berries, and no, one's like the man, dressing. You're so far away from this word. I appreciate what you're saying, but you're gonna have to let me and the boys have my fruit salad on this one. Yeah, Gary Feo. Gary is one of the three cutest guys on the team. Office poll, I think those three guys end up on top. Congrats, fellas. Congrats. Fruit salad award. 
Did we miss anyone? Forty hit a home run today. Technically, the three buddies making a fruit salad. Yeah. Do we care about Ford hitting a home run today? No. Okay. It's nice. It's not, no. It's, I feel I'm happy for him. It's nice, but like, I mean, his time isn't his. When Voight's back, he's he's back to the right. all site. Um, and and, and then what stuff. happens? Then Odor just becomes a bench player. Yeah. I mean, him and Odor are fighting for time right now, pretty much. They probably still do like Odor. Like, <clears throat> hey, Voight like absolutely has to sit twice a week coming back from a knee thing. Yeah. And then like. Either Geo Glaber. Well, Ford's or gone. DJ's gonna get a day every week. Ford's, Ford's out. Ford's out. But how? Yeah, Odor. I'm interested to see how he finds time and where. We'll see if we still want him around when he's got got a couple weeks. I'm sure. Well, he's the backup infielder. We give Geo so. a day. Can he play short? I don't think he really has. Odor can. Looking this up. But Geo kind of can. You would slide Geo Is Odor going to pinch hit for Glaber late in games and then they move Geo to short and DJ to third and Odor to second because they want a lefty in over Glaber? Is that like something that could be happening in three weeks? I don't think so. Then, I, then I, you got no I, use for Odor and you should want. bring Wade back up. But then you lose Odor. Yeah, but at some point. Keeping the ass up. If you're not going to pinch hit him. I think by the time that decision comes, we might yeah, not be stuff's gonna anymore. happen. It's true. Rugi's never it's played shortstop. Yeah, he was gonna Gio play some third this play, year, yeah. and Geo, we've played him at shortstop once this year. So Are we gonna get a, a Geo at shortstop day in Baltimore? This is a lot of days in a row now. Where it's a thirteen game in a row stretch. At some point, they're gonna give Glaber a day off in it. Yeah, maybe depends how Glaber looks. Glaber's hot, they'll play him. If he's not, they'll sit him. Maybe be one of the Detroit games. Yeah. Probably one's coming up. Yeah, even if he's hot, I think one's coming up. Somewhere. And then Gio will move over to short again. Interesting. All right. Davy Day tomorrow against Baltimore. Who's Baltimore throwing? Find out on the pregame show. Harvey, Harvey, Harvey. Harvey, wow. Harvey versus Davy. How about that? Passing of the torch. Passing of the torch. Davey has no idea who he is. Yeah. I think that's fair, fair to say. He's 15 years old when Harvey's doing it. Something like In that. a different world. Harvey's been pretty good. Kind of. Not really. Interesting. All right, well, we'll see you on the pregame show tomorrow. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. Go Yanks. They sweep the blue... They sweep the... Orioles and they're over 500. How about that? Whoa. Goodbye. Go, Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Not going to turn off. Go, Yankees.